But if you think of it in the context of Think Act Get, if you think like a leader, if you really truly believe that you are and, and you uh, act according to those beliefs, then you're going to get a leadership lifestyle like a boss. Like a boss. Welcome to Think Act Get with James Shramko and Ezra Firestone. What you think determines how you act, which results in what you get. So join in now as we discuss how you can think differently, act faster, and get high performance results in your business. Hi there, listener. Welcome back to another episode of Think, Act, Get. Ezra Firestone here. My partner, as always, James Shramko. James, how are you, man? I'm alive, Ezra. I made it. I got back from the snow in one piece. And Yeah, how was it, man? How's your butt? Did you fall over a lot? You know, I didn't fall over a lot because I was probably being a bit of a sissy on the steep hills. But my my feet are just wrecked. Those rental boots, I'm never doing that again. I'm going to go the snowboard, like you suggested, and I'm going to get the comfy boots and less equipment. That's just got to be the cooler way to go. Less is more, man. Less is more. And I expect I'll be in my butt a little bit more then, but I think that's just way cooler. So what have you been up to? You've moved. Oh, my God. It's... um it's really intense. You know, they, they say, someone was telling me that, that like behind like the death of a child and some other things, moving is like the number five biggest stressor that you go through in your life. Now, and I thought to myself, it's nowhere near the death of a child. Like, let's not even put it in that same sentence. But I, I do understand why people have experience so much stress when they're moving, when their entire lives are uprooted and placed in a new, you know, it's just a, it's madness, new, new area to navigate. Um, but it's really nice. This place is very, very big. It's got so much more light and air. I was missing light and air, man. I was in a, in an apartment in Union Square, which had only one window. I've got 10 windows. You just saw it a second ago. What do you think? I think it looks better than your one before. It was always a bit dark and shadowy and sinister in your old place. Yeah, I know, I know. So this, uh, I'm, I've upgraded, man. It feels really good. Now we're just kind of, uh, you know, getting things all sorted out. To me, it looks like you could swing a cat there and not hit anything. And I always wonder about the origins of that saying. Who <laughs> would be swinging cats anyway? I mean, isn't that mean? It's terrible. All the kids in the suburbs in America like throw cats off their roofs to prove that they can land on their feet and land do on their really, feet. Oh, it's really gosh. tough stuff to their animals. And um. It, segueing into what this topic, what this episode is about. This is episode 26, and we are talking about leadership. Hang on. How, are you gonna, how do you segue from swinging a cat to leadership? Well, I segue because you don't, the kind of, you do not want to be throwing cats off roofs as a way of leading. That's not, you know, that's what some people are doing, and it's not a good idea. So I think it was a good segue. <laughs> we had to get in. We always have a preamble where we just kind of talk about what's going on. Yeah, we've done better. We've done better. All right. So tell me about leadership. Sure. So leadership. Now, what you're doing as a leader is trying to organize and motivate people in some particular direction for some particular goal. And there's a lot of ways that you can do that, all of which can be effective. But it's good to be conscious about how you are leading. So leadership, what is it? How are you leading? And how is it affecting your business and your life? That's what we're looking at in this episode of Think, Act, Get. Nice. This, is, this was a special request from memory. Yeah, yeah. It was a special request, like I think the most recent request that we've had. Right. All right. So, you know, and, and we love that. We love that, listener. If there's something that you want us to talk about, please email it to us or mention it in the comments because a lot of the inspiration for the past, for many of the past episodes have come directly from our community and, and that's our goal is to serve you. So if there's stuff that you think would be a fun topic for a show, uh, we'd love to know about it. All right, so let's just get uh, cracking on this. So you got a story for us? I, I love your stories. Yeah, well, I've got a um, – yeah, I do. So there's a lot of ways to lead, and you can lead, you, you can lead people by inspiring them. You can also lead people by scaring them, and there's a big difference in leading through inspiration and leading through fear. So let's talk about like Hitler. That guy was an effective leader, but it wasn't because he was doing something good for the world. It was because he was really persuasive and terrifying. And you can do that. You can lead by beating people into submission. History has proven that it works. It's probably not the most fun and fulfilling way to go about it, but it is doable. Now, on the other side, we've got like Martin Luther King. We've got Gandhi. And those are people who led by inspiration. Now, granted, those are some really extreme cases of leadership. That's like leadership on the highest level. But if you have friends 
if you have coworkers, if you have employees, if you have any people that you relate with on a regular basis, you will find that you have the opportunity to step into a leadership role, even if it's just like for an afternoon. And it's good to think about the ways that you want to do that. Like, do you want to become a leader by bullying your way to this, the front by using force? Or do you want to do it by helping and being supportive and enthusiastic and so positive that people naturally want to follow you? And that's the question that we want you to ask yourself. When you get into leadership roles, where are they coming from and how are you approaching them? Yeah, I love this topic. So, I think it's worth talking about the difference between leadership and management as well. Just on a, on a, I'm thinking about sort of leading a team here, about your own staff, and a lot of people confuse those two things. A lot of managers are not leaders. A leader is what you, oh. you want to be. A leader is that next level. It's the, it's the thing that gets the results. Managing has a certain ceiling. You know what's interesting about that? I think managing has that certain ceiling because it implies that you are not letting people sort of go beyond, like you're managing some task. You're not allowing people to express themselves within your team. You're not allowing people the openness to play and create because that's when the magic happens. When you say, hey, here's the end result and this, this is what we want to get to and you give them the way that you've been doing it and then you let them have freedom to explore and I know that you do that with your team. Oh, massively. In fact, we'll come to that when we get to the quotes section because I have a couple in mind. So generally, I share something about leadership here and sometimes it's kind of at your request because we know you actually master the show notes here <laughs> and I walk into these blind. But you wanted me to talk about leading a community. Well, here's why. Because I think that you lead probably one of the, one of the in my opinion, the most cohesive, tight-knit, active and engaged community within our greater community. You are the leader of that community. And also, you've been in the game long enough to see other leaders within our community. And it's fun for us to talk about the marketing community and, and the business community. And like that's a community that we both participate in, so it's an enjoyable topic of, uh, to, to discuss. And I think it's interesting to get the perspective. You've been in this. I'm now coming into that role myself with my whole e-commerce thing. And so you've been doing that for many years. And it's just interesting to, to look at what does it mean to be a leader in this community? And what have you seen about how other people are leading. Well, it's interesting that your reflection on how you see yourself as a leader because, you know, you say you're coming into it and I'd say you've, you've already been there. You're just becoming aware of it, especially now that you have a big launch. But then if you go further up the tree and you have a look at who uh, was involved in your launch in the market leadership that they've been doing within the market and then you go back and you trace back some of the early leaders in the industry. I think one of the early, earliest leaders was someone called Corey Rudell and unfortunately he passed away with a car accident but he was one of the pioneers and he led a lot through innovation but also uh, there's some great leadership qualities about being competent, being really good at what you do, about um, being being able to foster that in other people. A lot of people will judge a leader by the ability of their troops. If, if the troops are able to do a good job, if they're able to get results, then you would say that the leader's doing a good job. I, I can't remember the exact quote. It's something about show me the troops and I'll show you their leader. Yeah, it makes total sense. So in terms of the, the community, there's lots of really cool little tactics and stuff for leading and uh, some of them, some of my favorites that aren't really well known is stuff like loose tight management and uh, that's where you let people go a little bit, let them do their own thing and then you pull them in a little bit. One of the, the great books around this is The One Minute Manager and it helps you recommend praise for people who do a good job. We spend so much time on the, on the sloppy people, the, the people who get the worst results that we ignore the best ones who really crave the attention and deserve the accolades. So as a leader, one of the things that I always do is try and find the best troops. I try and find the best people in my sphere, especially my community. If you take my Fast Web Formula community, for example, I'll find the active contributors and I'll make sure that I support them. I make sure that I look after them, that I communicate well with them because they're the ones who set the example. They set the tone or the metronome for the rest of the community. So the first role of a leader is apart from that self-belief that you are a leader and having your own values in check to make sure that what you stand for is good and not evil, you know, like your Hitler example. Uh, and someone might argue that that wasn't ultimately successful for him. <laughs> but, you know, let's not talk about Eagle's Nest. He was very effective during he was, his time. Um, 
effective with the command and conquer that yeah. fear leadership yeah. style but but you don't have to be a command and conquer in fact if you encourage the strengths in people if you recall actually one of the first things you asked me when you applied to come into silver circle was will you be able to teach me if there's a conflict of interest because you're setting up a mastermind you know can i teach you to be an authority marketing figure now i could go two ways with that i could say no way or i'd say no way bacon it's just an old saying uh, and say <laughs> no i could be fear-based and say well no there's, there's only room in the world for one leader here or i can say you know what i'm probably more qualified than almost anyone to teach you that because i've just been down that path which is exactly why i came to you in the first place and here's the thing, you know, only in the last two days, someone applied for my mastermind and I actually recommended them to join your mastermind because you are a better teacher for what they want, which was specifically to grow their e-commerce store than I am because I don't have e-commerce stores and anyone who asked me about it, I sent to you. So what you'll find is if you let go of some of that fear, if you find the people who are really strong and you actually support and nourish them, then that makes you a good leader because if you can say that your students or that your community or the people who you are leading, even if you are a government councillor or something or a, a president, if your country or your community or the people that you are in charge of that you have a duty of care to are successful, then that makes you a good leader. It's so true. And I want to go back to The One Minute Manager because it's an epic book and, and uh, it's worth reading. And it comes back to acknowledgement. Are you taking a look at the folks who are doing well, acknowledging them and encouraging them? Because those are the people who are going to inspire the rest of your community. They, that, that's where the real magic happens is when you have a group of people like that who you've inspired to continue moving forward. Because what will happen a lot of times is someone will rise up in a community and then the leader will bash them down out of their own fear, which ends up sabotaging the entire movement because here you had someone who had enthusiasm, who was excited, who was moving in the direction of wherever that community was going and then got shot down by the leader. And I think that one thing that is worth noting is that people want to follow. It's like the sheep mentality that you, that you hear about. You, you wonder like how these people who, you, who, you, who seem to me like they're batshit crazy get giant groups of followers to like literally drink the Kool-Aid and follow them onto comets that are passing Earth. Like that stuff happens. And a lot of people, and the reason that happens is a lot of people are much more comfortable assigning power over to someone else and saying, this person told me to do X, Y, Z because it's safer. They, they, they want to it's safer than making a decision for themselves. And that's sometimes based out of fear of being wrong. But the interesting thing about leaders is that they become leaders, and this is OTR. They, they become leaders, which is James's course, Own the Race course, by the way. Uh, they become leaders, leaders by expressing what they, what they think about a topic enthusiastically, emphatically, and consistently. That's how they become leaders in the first place. They talk to a bunch of people. Now, not everyone who does that will become a big leader, uh, and, but that is the recipe for becoming a leader. Like if you look at what I'm doing with Smart Marketer in the last six months, what you're doing with Superfast Business, and I think one important thing to talk about once you are putting yourself in this leadership role is that you end up with this power and it comes with responsibility. And like you have this charisma, you have these people listening to you. It's something to be careful with because they will do what you say, even though People may really be excited about you and taking your word to be gospel. It's, you've got to try to not confuse yourself into thinking that your opinion is now somehow truth because people will treat you differently and it's your job to stay in touch with your moral center and basically don't let your head get too big because people are looking to you as a leader and there's an expectation that you are acting in their best interest. Wow. So you've just paraphrased Spider-Man and Man of Steel. <laughs> with great power comes great responsibility and then in the man of steel movie superman has to struggle with the fact that he's way more powerful than these little humans and he has to try and help them out 
I mean, I think those messages are, I mean, I didn't, I thought I was a little bit uh, more, um, I was thinking of myself as a bit more of an intellectual uh, on a higher level than Spider-Man or Superman, but it, I think the messages are clear here and they get out into the society in many different ways and they're worth talking about because it's easy. It's easy to abuse power. Yeah. You know, looking at the news last night, there was a politician and some other land developer and they had schemed to grant coal licenses or something and they'd profited $70 million because they had power and authority and they were in a leadership position to be able to make decisions. But you, you could easily be abused. So that's why I said before, it's really important to check your own values because when you start leading people, you have responsibilities. You, you can move people down one path or another. You are the Pied Piper you know, with the flute, people are going to follow. And, and if you happen to be a lemming and you jump off the cliff, they're all going to jump after you, uh, which is a fascinating thing. So you have to be very careful. And it's a scary, it's a scary position to be in, honestly. It really is. It's, it's, it's confronting and it's scary and it's something that's, um, that requires you to person up, as I like to say, not man up. But it is fear. It's pretty much fear that manages uh, society and causes people to fall into line. It's that fear of stepping out, that fear you're going to go to jail, you're going to be arrested. Uh, you know, so the man with the gun, the authority, the, 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 the legal system, these things, like that guy that just got charged with um, leaking documents. Snowden. Yeah, Snowden. Edward Snowden. Right. Well, the other, the other dude just on the... Oh, well, Julian, uh, what's his name? Julian um, Bradley or something. I don't know. Ah, uh, gosh. Okay. I know. Well, Bradley Manning. Right. So he just got charged with that. And, and that's, that is uh, as, a, as a leadership position for the secrecy of the United States or whatever, that they're making a position that that's a very bad thing to do is to leak secure documents. And that's, that's the direction they take. So you have to make big calls that have wide sweeping implications as a leader. So be prepared to be responsible. And, and as you said, I, I've spent the best part of uh, two decades in leadership positions where I've literally had someone's livelihood at my fingertips. You know, as an, as an employer, uh, if, if someone steps out of line and I choose to enforce something they could lose their job and that affects their whole life their ability to earn income impacts their family relationships their self-esteem so you can't take this stuff lightly you have to be a responsible leader and you've got to be responsible to yourself and your business because oftentimes if we're talking about employees people will keep employees on specifically because they are feeling victimized by that employee's victimization so if the employees like if i lose my job i won't be able to pay my rent the employer feels guilty about firing them and doesn't fire them and then ends up with a a, a bum employee for a while so i think it's you know i think it's a question of of it's it's a tough call. Well, I think it's important to be clear about your values and that's why I like value-based leadership where you say this is what it means to be a part of this group or organization and that's we call this culture. So if you look at a, a forum, you know, when I put up a payment button and a, a paywall and I have private members behind the wall and it could be Silver Circle or Fastweb Formula, I don't know exactly what's going to happen. I can't control every aspect of every member. It is, it's not a dictatorship. It's more of a nurturing uh, petri dish where you are, you're responsible for the conditions of the environment. If you contaminate it, it could kill the whole culture of, of the group. If you encourage it and foster it, you can grow something from that petri dish that could have a harvest. Something beautiful. Yeah, so it's it's a it's an art it's a it's a science it's something that's beautiful to behold but it's not for everybody i think some people are probably suited to take their position where they but they work for a responsible leader you know experience it for an afternoon or one night a week when you organize this the, the board game uh party or whatever it is you can you can you can play the leadership role for many positions it doesn't have to be from the front of a company and one thing i think to that's interesting that that you don't really think about when you go into a leadership role is that some people will not like you and the way that you lead and they will express that opinion and that can be tough yes because you do challenge people's aspirations and uh it can be really dangerous like for an example uh, uh, if i go to a trivia night at a school trivia night it, i will automatically somehow become the leader of the table and i don't know all the answers but i could quite easily 
make sure that people believe that my answer is right. So, yeah, you know, you have to very responsibly find the people who have the talent and draw out their responses and try and make a decision. And so if, you, if you're too influential, if you're too quick to be the leader, it can actually uh, penalize you as well. So sometimes it's good to sit back, assess the situation, and you have to have the discipline to, whoa, look at that. You got to train. Yeah, I got a train behind me. That Sorry is, about that. No, don't I'm in, apologize. I'm in Brooklyn, How, baby. I'm this in Brooklyn. is character, man. I, I got to give us a blast of the surf here. Listen to that. <laughs> Whoa, raw. Um, no, so anyway, yeah, I'm right on the. Uh, anyway, so well, you know, I think this brings us to the weekly willpower wager, which is. Are you going to do your thing? Wager. Well, you know, I just lost. I lost the. I lost it, man. Come on, come on, bring back. I don't the good have. Times. I don't have that. Whatever that was, man. Weekly will. I don't even know how I did it. Weekly willpower. Weekly willpower. Wait, wait, I don't know. But, um, but the juice for that is, I guess it'll, you know, we're, I'm waiting to see when it comes back. Right now, I'm still not feeling it. Um, all right. So <laughs> if any listeners out there have found Ezra's willpower wager mojo, please feel free to uh, dial in on SpeakPipe and see if you can uh, give it back to Ezra. See if you can do your best imitation. Go back to some of the original episodes, perhaps. Oh, that'd be funny. Yeah. Go back and... and, and, and we'll have a... We could audition. Listeners can audition <laughs> for the best weekly willpower wager and, and we'll pick one and use that perhaps. Oh, man. That's a great idea. Please do that. So the wager this week is we'd like you to take charge in a situation and make yourself the leader, right? So say, hey, everyone, this is what we're doing. Like force your way into a leadership role and see what that experience is like and how people react to you. And maybe not force your way, but take leadership of something, of some experience, of some event, of some group of people and like see what it's like to be in that role. You always get the chance. You know, you'll be in a group. It could be rock climbing or something and say, okay, I'm going to need someone to lead this group. And everyone stands back with their arms folded and sort of steps back one pace. Uh, you know, don't, don't pick me, not me, not me, not me. People don't want the responsibility partly because it, it means they might have to work more but partly because they're exposing themselves to that, that rejection and uh, hostility from other people who may have had aspirations but didn't get the, the prize spot. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think... So push through. Yeah, push through. And I think, you know, I didn't say this before, but I think it would be interesting to have people experiment with both ways. Try pushing your way to the front and also try, try leading from a, from, from a place of inspiration. Like see what it's like to do both uh, on a small scale where there's nothing at stake and, and report your experience to us. I'm very curious. Right. So we might have to have a leadership part two at some point. So... That's a nice that's that's a confronting challenge for some people and uh it'd be really interesting to see what comes out of it. Yeah, it'll be fun. Let's do some news and updates. All right. Well, as you know, we're accepting voicemails through SpeakPipe. Hop on. And that's a little widget on our blog. If you go there, you can click on it and you can actually leave us a voice comment that we will play on the air. So uh give us your best willpower wager. Yep, beautiful. Uh we've got the Hawaii Lifestyle Business Retreat coming up in September the 13th to the 15th. Yeah, that is in Hawaii. And uh, you go to thethinkatget.com forward slash products to see that package. It's definitely happening. The house is booked. Ezra and I have plane tickets issued. We have a couple of guests already. There's a few spots left, but it is on. And let's face it, it's a small group event. We will be recording an episode when we are there. However, Whoever's coming to that is just going to get mega time with you and me, Ezra. They're going to be able to, to do the whole mind, body, soul, business, reboot, refresh, whatever you want to call it. Probably some pineapple and banana and a bit of surf thrown in. But I'm really looking forward to this. I'm super, super excited about it. I can't wait. One of my good buddies from uh, Scotland just signed up and uh, he's a riot. So it's going to be fun. Is he bringing the bagpipes? I don't know, man. I'm going to try to get him to. <laughs> Secretly um, hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope he doesn't wear a kilt on the beach. All right. Next we have uh, Silver Circle, which is Shramko's, Shrammel's, his mastermind, is open. Are you still open, Shrammy? Still open and uh, there's uh, some new members in. There are some qualifying criteria just because, uh, you know, there's – Ezra, myself, and a few other people, there's, there's a few seven-figure marketers. I'm keen to take on six, seven, and eight-figure marketers who want to grow their business to the next stage. There's a lot of value in just meeting the other people because if you sell anything at a high level, if you uh, want to open up new markets, it's a great lead gen for you. But also, on the flip side, 
you're basically getting me working with you to build your business and I never take profit share or anything. I'm just taking a recurring monthly fee that's capped. And Ezra would tell you it's working out great for him. Certainly is. Uh, best, um, best decision I made this year. For sure. Well, that, that sounds so compelling. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, come on, man. Go, go to the Silver Circle application page. I shot a whole video, didn't I? Talk I know. About I know. You're a good man. Thank yeah, you very I did, much. I, I really went, went out and, and, and expressed. I'll tell you what, listener, if you want to see what I really think about this experience, where can they find that video, dude? Oh, it's, uh, it's on the silvercircle.com website, and it'll be one of the second pages in after you have a look at the join video you'll see the results silvercircle.com forward slash results there you go check it out any news from you that's not on my list here not really i've got a little bit of a travel schedule including hawaii i'm heading over that hemisphere for a while i'll be uh, hanging out also on the west coast of the usa and popping down to mexico and then later in the year up to uh, over to the dominican republic so what what day do you leave for mexico uh, leave from from after the the event that we have in. Uh... Oh, I'm I'm there for a few days in Hawaii. I'm just going to hang and chill and. Uh... Well, what, I mean, after that event that we have in September, after the Hawaii retreat, what day do you leave California for Mexico? Oh, uh, it'll be sometime be- between then and the beginning of October when I'll be uh, heading back for the OAP event. Let's um, let's look at when you do because we might be able to do some fun stuff together. Um, maybe we'll do a meetup or something. Anyways, we'll talk more about that on a future episode. Now, I don't have any other news as well. So what we've got are a ton. Well, you've moved house. That means you've got yes, nothing I'm, else happening. I'm in shambles here. I literally have this like giant loft. Oh, I, I do have one more news. Uh, I just got my numbers for the month. It's the, um, the last day of the month yesterday. And one of my uh, business divisions doubled last month. It literally doubled. And I'm super stoked about that. Would that be design and development? Yes, atlweb.com. I know it is, baby, it, atlweb. It I'm is, using you guys now. Yeah, it's and off, by the way, off you're the fantastic. Chart. Yeah, the, the, we really, we've got super, super fast hosting happening. We have custom WordPress development and it's rocking. Let me ask you about that hosting because I actually want to buy that product myself. You um, will host people's WordPress websites on your server, what do you charge? It's 59 bucks a month. And for that, they're getting access to a server that costs me about $1,600. It's like the gruntiest dedicated box. And yeah, it's a beast. I, don't have, I don't have one. I've got two. There's one sitting straight behind the first one in case something happens to the first one. It just flips over. It's the same server that ThinkAct gets on if you want to be testing speed and stuff. Do I just email Matt about that? Just go to atlweb.com, click on the website hosting pack, and boom, you're there. Sweet. And we'll update your plugins. We really just want to focus on WordPress. So if you've got a massive Magento e-commerce store, it's probably not... It's probably not for us. It's uh, it's an Ezra thing. Yeah. But if you've got WordPress and you you know you got a, up to two or three thousand gigabytes of um, of uh, or megabytes, sorry, geez, that's a bit. <laughs> two, two or three gig site, like super fast businesses, three and a half gigs. Yeah, you're not going to get way way bigger than that. Then uh, we'd love to look after it. We back it up, and it's really really fast. That's one of the best things about it. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to get you guys to do that because um, I'm I'm on. Uh, yeah, my speed. I'm slow, man, and and it's time. So all right, well, well I, I was interested in that for my own use. Um, let's move on to um. To, to comments because we have so much feedback here from past episodes that we haven't had a chance to get through because there's just so much of it. And thank you so much for taking the time to listen to us and listen to, to Think I Get and respond with comments. We really do appreciate it. So we're going to get through as many of these as we can right now. Is there some really good ones in here? So the first one is from Kate on, and I believe Kate is joining us in Hawaii um, on the feedback episode. She says, hi again, guys. James, I wanted to acknowledge that I was that it was courageous to ask for feedback as you've said before that you're sensitive to criticism. One thing I did to help with this was reframe whatever made me prickle, i.e. criticism, with this information that I need to improve. I find myself feeling very defensive. Generally, I know there's a truth there that might be hard to face. So now I actually welcome it. James, was there any feedback you got on Fast Web Formula 4 that surprised you or did you feel that you could intuit most of the suggestions by the response in the room? Thanks again, guys. Glad to be prolific and always a big supporter. You're setting the bar for podcasting in my view. Yeah, thanks, Kate. Well, the thing is, I don't think you can ever 
into it, your feedback, because the whole point of the feedback is really to elicit things that you wouldn't have expected. I'm always surprised by some, some of the feedbacks. Uh, one thing is I didn't get a massive amount of feedback, which is generally a sign that things went pretty well because someone who's got something to say will, you know, if they're super passionate, they'll generally just email you or tell you. If they're really pissed off, then they're the ones who are going to f- fill out the feedback. So one of the things that struck me was how like even the worst feedback was still like super positive. And the things that surprised me the most were where someone would mention something that was actually done or they'd mention something that was not done. Let me explain that. Uh, they might say, oh, I wanted a, a schedule of that, the event, but I actually published an entire schedule of the event in mind map form, chronological order, and send it out to everyone before the event. So it's like they're criticizing me for something that I actually did do. And then the other one was I got criticized for something that we didn't do. Somebody said that uh, the event was a pitch fest, that everywhere they turned, they were being pitched to. And I'm like, because there was not one speaker who pitched anything, including me. We didn't sell a single thing at the event. And I think they're referring to other attendees, but I certainly can't control what other attendees, you know, if someone's paying 900 and something dollars for a ticket and they come to an event where other people are paying $900 for a ticket, which was sort of raised in a recent episode with Dan Andrews and John McIntyre on their Tropical MBA, as John came to the event and he said the reason he went was because other people are paying a 1000 bucks a head, which is smart. Go where the fish are. Of course, you're going to sit next to someone and maybe they'll tell you what they do. But gee, I think that's thin skin to complain about that. And so I guess I'd love the opportunity to say to some of some of the people who give that sort of feedback, you know, I like to just sort of pick up the phone and say, hey, I saw your comment. I just wondered if you could tell me like who was pitching, like what what's your impression of pitching? Because I've been to pitch fests and that was not a pitch fest. Yeah, I think no matter what you do, you're going to get some negative feedback. I thought it was a great event. I really enjoyed it. And I don't have any complaints. The only thing that I would have had you do was have more vegan options, although you had plenty of vegan options. I just always want more. But there, you know, the thing was that uh, there was only two vegans there. Yeah, I know. You got to cater to your community. No, but I got massive complaints about the other vegan who was disrupting everyone and really educating them over dinner. Really? And uh, he like almost got into a fight with my long-standing best friend, and then complained what? about her in the f- feedback. He's like. You know your your support crew have a, but you know, this guy was Whoa. not by any any stretch normal, and everyone at the event will know exactly who I'm talking about. I d- how did I miss this? I want I want it because you were asleep, dude. I want the you were asleep, mate. That's why. You're- oh man, you got to fill me in on the gossip, dude. This is terrible. Mm, I did sleep. Having a I slept, nap. I know. I slept through most of it. It's terrible. But I hired a comedian just specifically to take the piss out of you, and you weren't even there. I know. I couldn't. I just could not. You know, I think flying to Australia for four days is just, I just can't, you know, you got to go for at least uh, two weeks or something because I just could. Or I just eat some meat. Yeah, maybe have some fish or something. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> moving on. Mike on the relationship episode. I think actually you should read this one. Okay. Mike, I just signed up for Ezra's BBF recently. What's that? Best boyfriend or something? That's the brown box formula, baby. (laughs) And now gave this my first listening to. Great podcast, guys. I'm definitely a fan and will be a follower of it going forward. Looking forward to listening to the fear and confidence ones. Cheers, Mike. Welcome, Mike. I love it. I love how many brown boxers have come over to tag. I just think it's the coolest thing in the world. And it's like, uh, it's just kind of exactly what you said would happen. I'm really excited about it. That's what we had in mind when we started. It's, uh, it's a collective. You know, I think this is the cross-pollination of people who come from your community and people who come from my community, and it's now our community, and I, th- I think they're just cool people on both sides of there. Uh, so why don't you read Siggy? Siggy has a great name. Um, I always think of like a, like a Fabio on a book cover when I see the name Siggy. I just want to say thanks. I love it. This is on the relationship episode. Always great to get great impact and inspiration on my own business from you smart guys cheers sig oh shucks uh, sig sig file okay so uh errol on stick intuitiveness all i can say is ezra really knows how to find cool words like stick intuitiveness i even had to google it thanks guys it really it feels great to be mentioned on your show keep up the good work you know we actually got someone uh 
review our stick to episode on a showdown uh, where I, I got an interview. I, I listened to that. I listened to that. Yeah. And from that, I actually got on that podcast. I just emailed those guys and said, hey, I want to be on your podcast. I thought it was a, a, very, a very fun episode. It was a um, fresh format. It's, it's just another great podcast out there. It was uh, Dan and who was it? Dan Franks? Dan Franks and um, Chris, I think. Yeah, so these guys have got a podcast where they listen to a show and then they sort of rip it apart. And uh, if, so if you want to go deeper on the stick to topic, then uh, we should send people over to that podcast to have a listen to... It's Joe. Sorry, Dan was the... Dan was the, 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 the I talked to Dan. So it's Dan and Joe and it's entrepreneurshowdown.com. Joe Cassandra, Dan Franks, entrepreneurshowdown.com. Check them out. They've got a, a really fun... Um, sort of uh, style that I, that's, that's new, it's innovative, and that's what's cool about it. Yeah, so you can listen to the episode with me and uh, also the one with Ezra. Yeah, which will be coming out, I think, probably not for a couple months, but I will be on there at some point. Well, I'm sure they'll put it up now. Yeah, <laughs> well, I have, we haven't done it yet. Right, well, they should get to it. I'm telling you, man. All right, Ladon, on, also on the stick to this episode, by the way, I think we should give credit where credit is due. My wife came up with that uh, where Carrie came up with, with uh, the stick to um, you know, We're always uh, thinking about, we're, as we go through life, we're thinking about topics for tag because it's just like something fun that we talk about together. And, and this was, was her topic. So, Ladon, I think I'm saying that correctly, on the stick to episode says, Thanks. I just wanted to say you can pirate something, but it's never as good as the original and loses impact. It just doesn't have the power and success behind it. Um, I think that, that Ladon might be confusing. What we were talking about in that last episode as us promoting piracy. We're definitely not promoting piracy. No, I think we were discussing it about stuff being a remix or whatever. We were definitely talking about, remember I said, what would you do if you had the guy sitting next to you on the couch who stole your product? Yes, yes, yes. I remember we were talking about it. Oh, okay. Maybe she was commenting on it. Yeah, I'm, sh- I'm sure. Uh, um, Okay, but, I just want to be clear. You know, I, just want, I, didn't, I want to make sure that. <laughs> well, you know, like this is a great thing because Laden's not actually here. We can just make up whatever we think. We can interpret it however we That's like. <laughs> but, but what I, you know, I think that it's important to clarify, like, like it's imp- I think what we were talking about was how you can't help but be influenced by the things around you and what you think and create and say is influenced by your environment and your experience. So that's not piracy. Right. And, and uh, on the actual... T- I'm, still, I'm still fighting yeah. it, even if it's not even... No, I don't know. I have no idea what you're talking about. From my simple interpretation right. is <laughs> that if you steal something, it's not as good as the original. Uh, interesting story. A lot of people who come to me now say, oh, I originally first found your thing on the blah, blah, blah forum. And I just wanted to say oh, I feel bad about it. And, um, and that's why I bought your product now. It's, like, it's fascinating. They like retro buy it three or four years down the track. But I have reshaped my entire philosophy around copyright and content and piracy because I'm really watching how my kids do this and it's very interesting. Uh, their whole thing, and my kid's in a band, his thing is get those singles out there, like get them in as many hands as possible. It's, in, it's essential that people know their band and then start asking for it and getting them gigs. Uh, so it's really important to take advantage of mass distribution, even if it's free or that people think they're sort of ripping you off by getting it for nothing. At least they know who you are and they're playing it. So in the beginning of a business model, it could actually be a really good thing. Yeah, I agree. I think it's good to get your stuff out there. And, and um, well, I lost my train of thought. Well, let's go to Lawrence then on the rest episode. <laughs> yeah, Lawrence says, well, I think, I, I don't know, I'm, I, I'm really, really, uh, that one really spun me for a loop. I'll just continue here. Let me have a turn. You've been hogging the comments. I know, I now have my desktop clear and it actually feels better. Good on you, Lawrence. Why don't you move on to Cecilia because I think that was too short. Okay. Another great episode, Ezra and James. I discovered this podcast about the same time I joined Ezra BBF, and it couldn't have come at a better time. This is on the stick to it of this episode, by the way. I've been catching up on past episodes, and sometimes I'm listening to two to three a day. My husband was getting annoyed that I was starting every other sentence with James and Ezra say, but I've got him to listen to a few episodes on a recent five-hour road trip to Vegas to attend a wedding. Sounds like a movie plot. And now he's a fan too. 
What if it was an Elvis wedding? The advice about being interested instead of interesting worked amazingly at the wedding. Great tip. I vote for future episodes on productivity, procrastination, burnout, reciprocity, and passion. Keep up the great work. Cecilia, uh, P.S., the Hawaii video made me smile because we did bond well in that, didn't we? Um, so thank you very much, Cecilia, and also a big shout-out to Cecilia's supportive husband. Uh, we appreciate you. Dude, Cecilia is one of my original like followers and students from like from years and years ago when I used to do marketing training for that life coach I was telling you about long, long time ago. We ran a community of a couple thousand people. We had like a continuity program for 50 bucks a month or something like that with a couple thousand folks in it. And uh, I was the, the head marketing trainer teaching this, this group of coaches and entrepreneurs how to essentially buy traffic and do SEO and stuff. So it's just so – and I, I got a chance to meet Cecilia. And how long ago was that? Uh, it was at least five years. And you just told me before that you just started to become a leader. Well, that was, I mean, it it didn't, it wasn't, it felt a little different because it was, I was, I guess, I guess I was. All right. You got me. But the point here is, you're right, um, that it's just, it was, I got to finally meet Cecilia after many years down in San Diego at an event and she's coming to my next event in San Diego. It's just cool. It's like when you've been relating with this person digitally for years off and on and you get to see them and kind of, it was just fun and, um, just happy to see that she's hanging out with us on tag. So thanks, Cecilia. Cool. Well, can, do you reckon you can handle Cass' comment there? I think I can handle Cole's comment. And Cole <laughs> on the feedback episode says, Hi, guys. I found your podcast about a week ago, and I'm almost caught up. Hot dog. James, he didn't say hot dog. I said hot dog. James, I found you initially from Freedom Ocean. To be honest, I got the impression from that podcast that you were kind of full of yourself. I think that's because you're sort of interviewed as the expert on every episode. Anyway, it's really nice to hear your true personality on this podcast. Ezra, I honestly can't believe this is your first podcast. You're a natural. Initially, I didn't think I would continue listening to this show. I thought it was a bunch of touchy-feely emotional crap. Anyway, I'm so glad I did. Come to find out, I know enough of the business stuff and the psychological touchy-feely crap is exactly what I needed. And, and as someone with ADHD, I have a tough time staying focused. I've used pseudo-meditation for the last month or so, and I was wondering if you have any good resources on meditation. You guys are doing a great job. Keep up the good work. You got any good resources? On meditation? Hmm. Um, Carrie might. Hey, Carrie, you got any good resources on meditation? This is we're going live on the spot here. Okay, so we've got, hold on. The, the quote was, if you're looking for straight up, no bullshit meditation... <laughs> oh, we've got to get her on the show. This is like our almost our first guest interview. It's Find someone <laughs> who's teaching Buddhist breath meditation. It's not a brand. It's just a... You can get on, get in the microphone. No, you don't want to? Okay. She's a little shy, but she's brilliant. She's the smartest person that I know, and, and um, she just really is. She's the smartest person I've ever met. The type of meditation where you're just sitting and being aware of your breath. And it's really difficult to do that, to really just sit there and close your eyes and try to only focus on your breath for like a minute. It's a very difficult thing to do. Give it a shot there, Cole. And then go find a teacher for someone who does that type of thing. So, Cole. And if you want, if you want a software thing, go and have a look at uh, Transparent Corp and get some brainwave entrainment tracks. That's like the, the no-brainer Walk the dog, listen to some. Yeah, I think anything in the tunes. direction of that, you know, and it doesn't, you know, I'm sure that there's stuff that's better than others, but it's really putting your attention on it. Maybe just, yeah, just switch the TV off for a little while or something. Sit in a yeah. chair. Um, also, I just want to say that I loved that comment. I loved how, how you really told us what you thought. How you, you said you thought James was full of himself, and then now you don't, and that you thought I was. You know, I just I just thought it was a good, honest, uh, a great comment. Of course, I like it because it ended up being positive. But I, I appreciate, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, I get scared by those because I think there's probably plenty of freedom motion listeners being a long, a longer show and with more listeners over time that probably think I'm just full of myself. And maybe even at times I have been, but I am set up to look that way because, as mentioned, like I'm going to have a lot of people pissed off with me because I've had good success online. And just by telling people about that, you can come off as a smart ass real easy. Yeah, totally. 
I agree. And I think that I think you do a pretty good job of it, man. I think you do. Uh, I like freedom motion. I don't think you sound like a douche. Thanks, man. That means a lot coming Cat, from you. I don't. I think you don't, man. I would tell you. But it mean mean more coming from Carrie because she's a lot smarter. <laughs> but uh... <laughs> she is very smart. She really is. Just un- she's so intelligent. It's incredible. It's uh, it's it impressive. All right, all right. I'll stop gushing over. But all right, Cat okay. On the communication episode, such a lovely discussion. So full of inspiration, information, and intelligence. Thank you. Thanks, Kath. Yeah, thank you. Nilan John on the money episode. Very impressive conversation. If I had $100, then I would divide it into four parts. 25 to my parents who spend so much on their lives in bringing me into what I am today. 25 on my child's future. 25 for my home. And I'd give 25 to charity. And that is my goal of life, which makes me stay happy. Thanks for the lovely strategies. Beautiful. This is good. Well, we're causing a reaction here, which is what we're doing this for. So generous. Here's one from Cecilia on rest. Hi, James. I think it was this episode where you mentioned an audio editing software, and I thought I heard you say all phonic. I think I must have heard you wrong because I couldn't find it. Do you mind sharing it again? Thank you so much. I'm a huge tag fan. So the resource we use is called Orphonic. It's A-U-P-H-O-N-I-C dot com. And you will be able to tune up and sweeten any of your videos or audios automatically by just loading it up and it'll uh, put it wherever you want, like S3 or YouTube or whatever. And uh, that's what we use for this show to make us sound even better, if that's at all possible, hey? James, I think we'll skip these next couple comments, save them for the next episode because we're going long here, and move right in to the Think About It quote section of the day. So think about it. What do you got for us? Well, this is the topic of leadership. So I, I have to lean back onto General Patton here because he's such a, an influence on me. Something just happened to my whole sheet. It just changed. Let me just see what happened. Oh, no. Oh, okay. I'm there. I'm there. If you tell people where to go but not how to get there, you'll be amazed at the results. And I lead that way. I talk with my team a lot about, well, when I say talk, I share. I share what I'm trying to have happen. I share what it looks like and the result that would make us uh, successful. And then I leave it up to them to figure out how it works. So here's an example. We've been using Orphonic for these podcasts and T-Tai does a fantastic editing job. In the meantime, she's gone out and she started training herself on Adobe audio edition or whatever it is that that is like the pro level audio tuning and slowly teaching herself uh with the co- with courses from linda and stuff how to adjust the bass and the treble and the sweeten up the audio and, and over time i think her editing skills were improved because the result we want is a really good listening experience for our listeners and she knows that that's the result i haven't given her a step-by-step how-to she's figured it out and i'm so excited that i've got that level of person that i get to interact with and share in business with so true and and it's interesting because i think that um my quote is very similar which is a leader is best when people barely know he exists. When his work is done, his aim fulfilled, they will say, we did it ourselves. Now, I would change that quote to a leader is best when people barely know they exist. When their work is done, their aim is f- fulfilled. So I would make it uh, uh, not uh, specific to a man. But the point is that, that um, the goal here is to inspire people, not to do stuff for them, to actually have them feel like they've done it themselves. That's how you know you've done a good job leading. So that's by Lao Tzu. Mm. I believe it's from The Art of War. Well, is it? I thought that was Sun um, Tzu. I, th- I think it is. Sun Tzu. Uh, <laughs> gosh, maybe it's not. It is Sun Sun, Sun Tzu is The Art of War. I, I thought I pulled this from the, from the Art of War book, oh, though, maybe it did. that I was reading. I don't know. I, I, maybe I didn't, but I do know it is by Lao Tzu. I'll look it up right now. Well, Lao Tzu was the father of Taoism, so it's pretty cool stuff. I really like um, Tao Te Ching, his book. So you, you just said it the same way I did. Carrie says it's Lao Tzu. Yeah. Well, who cares? The good, it's good material. <laughs> but I'll tell you one thing. 
Carrie's pretty smart, so we'll go with her definition. <laughs> yeah, we're going with we're going with her pronunciation on it. So we've got uh, our tag tip section, the last section of our show, where we talk about a couple tips, uh, just a couple things to think about. Mine is on mindset, and I've said this before, and I was reminded of it because a guy tweeted it at me today. Um, a guy, uh, Alan, whose podcast we've both been on, says he's been living by this since I said it on his podcast, and that is be nice. Be present and be interested. If you can do those three things, there's nothing that you can't accomplish. If you're genuinely, if your goal is to be nice to people, if you're being in the present moment and having your attention on what's going on right now and you're being interested in what's going on around you, that is a recipe for uh, a really happy and fulfilled and successful anything. I guess I'll go for a lifestyle tip then. Because that sort of embodies this show, mindset, lifestyle. Think about how a leader lives. How, how does a leader get to thrive in society? Uh, it might mean nice things like where you live and what you get to do and cars and if you like material stuff. A leader is going to have lots of those spoils of leadership because they've achieved success. Uh, but if you think of it in the context of think, act, get, if you think like a leader, if you really truly believe that you are and, and you uh, act according to those beliefs, then you're going to get a leadership lifestyle like a boss. Like a boss. So there you go. This is our Think, Act, Get episode on leadership. We've talked about mindset, behavior, results. I guess the focus of this show is to improve your life and business. And if you can lead, it's probably better than being a follower if you can choose. And you can, by the way, that's a big hint. (laughs) So hopefully something in this show has inspired you to uh, try out a new leadership role, to step up when everyone else has got their arms folded and taking a pace back. And it might be confronting, it might be difficult, but hopefully with our help and a little bit of uh, a thought about the possible outcomes of how that could really help you get what you want, you're ready to give it a shot and come back and report to us. Let us know how you go. Give us some closing comments, Ez. Well, please do, because this is all directed towards you, our listener. The whole reason we're doing any of this is because we want to uh, be in communication and in relationship with you and find out what's going on in your life and how you feel about these different topics. And we really appreciate you taking the time to that you spending some time with us because I think that the most valuable asset that you have to spend is your time. And when you choose to spend a little bit of it with me and with James, we really do appreciate that. So, uh, you know, one thing that I want to end with is that you are a leader and you can just acknowledge that you're a leader in some areas of your life. You're in a leadership role and, uh, that is just the way things are. So especially if you're a parent, Oh my God, my God. Yeah, I don't know about that, but I can, I can, you know, I can imagine, I can, it's very confronting to imagine. So you're a leader and, uh, and we're very happy that you spent some time with us and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Think, Act, Get. Sweet. Thank you. This has been another episode of Think, Act, Get with James Schramko and Ezra Firestone. For more tips and tutorials on how to grow your business faster, visit thinkactget.com and join the newsletter. It's free.